It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. Oh, yes. Happy hour on a Friday on the Guy Benson Show. Happy Friday. I'm Guy Benson. GuyBensonShow.com, the website here at the show. You can listen live. You can also go to Odyssey.com for that, A-U-D-A-C-Y.com. All sorts of ways to catch the show as it airs, including on our great affiliates, dotting the country. If you can't listen as we air, there's a podcast for that. It is growing in popularity. It is free. It is on demand. It is seven days a week. Bonus Benson on the weekends. GuyBensonShow.com, FoxNewsPodcast.com, or many of the different avenues where you get your free podcast. We are there. And we, of course, recommend and request, if possible, that you would at least consider subscribing. We love that. We love to see it. Happy Hour sponsored by the Finnish Long Drink. It's really good. I will be having some this weekend. Not too much because I'm co-hosting The Big Show Saturday and Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern on Fox News Channel. So i got to be at the top of my game on the TV. But I'll have a long drink or two over the course of the weekend. TheLongDrink.com is their website. Delicious. TheLongDrink.com, 21 plus only as always. And drink responsibly, no matter what. As we begin our final hour of the week here on the show, let's welcome back our friend and our colleague, Kat Timpf, Fox News contributor, co-host of Gottfeld, exclamation point, every weeknight at 11 p.m. Eastern, Fox News Channel, co-host of the Tyrus and Timpf podcast at foxnewspodcast.com. It is Fridays with Kat. And hello, Kat. Welcome back. Hi, Guy. Hi. (laughs) I am very eager to hear from you about your experience in Nashville. You guys took the show last week to Nashville, Tennessee. You did all of your show taping down there in the Music City. It looked awesome. The crowds were big. Was the energy just through the roof? It was So it was like one of the best weeks of my life, but it also probably took several years off my life. Um, I got to do it again. It was so great. Um, I mean, like here in New York, it's it's one thing. And then, you know, you see the numbers of the show. It's doing well. But then you go somewhere where like a lot of people actually watch it and you're like, oh, yeah, people do love this show. Like. Uh, it was incredible. The energy was incredible. I mean, it was a lot of work, obviously, but it was so worth it. And it's just, you know, I was dancing. I was doing a lot of dancing. I mean, like, uh, I was working a lot during the week, stayed during the weekend so I could have some fun. And we we're at like, you know, one of those bars with live music, the bands and all these covers. And there's mm-hmm. like this one, the bass player is like a total like metalhead guy. And then there's like this, you know, guy on the drums with like long hair. He's like a, you know, punky looking guy. And like, I'm dancing like a fool, as you've seen, you know how I dance. I do, and yes. they're like, these like in between songs, they're like, are you cat? They're like, we love the show. And the drummer guy, I mean, he's like wearing like, these guys are not like what you would think, right? Like watch Fox. They're like, he's like, I got a DVR because I never want to miss it. And I was like, it's just wild to actually see it. Because in New York, it's like, not yep. people don't really care. That's exactly what Bill Hemmer was saying yesterday on the 25th anniversary of Fox News. Like you get out into the country yeah. and you're often reminded, wow, there really are so many people who watch Fox. Yeah. And Nashville is a very, very fun town to oh, begin yeah. with. 
and doing that show down there. I hope you guys are going to take that show on the road occasionally to other places because I think it's a great idea. And I say that because I hope you bring me. Please bring me. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Greg and I are, are are way on that. I mean, it was it was the best. The energy was so good. It, it was it was just so much fun. And with the kind of show that it is, I mean, feed off of an audience. You know, it's it's it's. It's super fun to see people having fun because then we have more fun and then they have more right. fun. It just feeds off of itself, exactly. which is sort of the goal. And it's funny. And you guys keep winning in the ratings against mm-hmm. the you know actual full-blown comedy shows with massive writing teams and huge budgets and all of that. Kimmel and Fallon and Colbert. Uh, it's almost like I just shrug now when I see that you guys have won again because it's what you're now making a habit of doing, which is awesome. I don't know if you caught any of Saturday Night Live over the weekend. I did not. Mm-hmm. I just saw later their opening sketch about Democrats and reconciliation that was both unfunny and ignorant and inaccurate about what's actually happening in Washington. And it's just like the progressive left decided these are our talking points. Let's make a sketch out of it. And that will be hilarious. I almost wonder, could you guys go to six nights a week and start beating SNL as well? <laughs> More work. No, probably. Look, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's crazy. I mean, I did not see SNL, but I mean, last week we talked about, you know, that uh, dancing syringes sketch on Colbert. Right, oh, which was man. deeply, deeply unfunny, which is fine. But what was interesting as I was watching it, other than how brutal. And, and by the way, just to jump in, if, if you haven't seen what she's talking about, Colbert did a bit. I don't even, like, can I call it a bit? That, they had a performance. Mm-hmm. Something happened on his comedy show where they got some grown men dressed up as syringes. Mm-hmm. And this was, I guess, to support vaccinations, which I support, but. It was so bad it almost made me question my support for vaccines. <laughs> yeah. so bad this was. Right, like, and I've, they played the song Tequila. Yeah, it was like vaccine And they all they all danced around to this song in syringe costumes through the aisles. And the audience, by the way, is not wearing masks because right. of television. If it was a Broadway theater, one block away, you must wear masks. But because of the magic of TV, you don't have to wear masks because science. So all the audience members are sitting there like sort of nervously laughing. Like, this is delightful and funny, and we are having fun, when in fact it was painful. And then when you get to the only lyric of the song, Tequila, which is tequila, they replaced it with vaccine. They didn't even (laughs) get the right number of syllables. They just yelled, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, vaccine. Yeah, and you know what? That was the whole bit. And dancing around, this is is like what I was going to say that makes it so crazy. Dancing around doesn't really do it justice. It wasn't dancing around. It was a choreographed dance, which, and these costumes were very complicated. So, I mean- I look at the sketch, and not only is it bad, it's like probably thousands of dollars spent it's on the sketch. Okay, these va- there was a costume designer, there was a costume fitting, there was all these, you know, choreography that they practiced, and the way that we do things is we'll roll in, and someone will have an idea, be it me, be it Greg, be it one of the Joes, be it Gene, whatever, and like, okay, idea, we sit down for like 15 minutes to 30 minutes, all right, how are we going to do this? And then usually as we're filming, we come up with it, and we're shooting it on iPhones. And like, that, like that's what, we don't have a costume guy, right? Like, we don't have a choreography guy. We have, you know, two and a half writers, basically, um, and, and to see, compare that to what we're doing and to still be in, it blows my mind, the amount of labor and money that went like, into that sketch. If you guys had done that sketch at the very, like if you were all horribly hungover <laughs> and you had to do this sketch that at never gunpoint, happens on our team. <laughs> you, you at the very least would have come up with something even half clever, like at least yelling vaccina. 
So yeah. it's somewhat close to tequila instead of just vaccine. And you know what else we I'm, do sometimes is we'll have an idea. We'll try saying and we'll say, you know what? This isn't working. We're not going to let's scrap this. <laughs> like we, we are we care. We care about each other and we care about the show enough to say, let's scrap this. That ha- Of course, that happens everywhere except for apparently Colbert, because nowhere in that process of the costume fitting, costume design, making the costumes, choreography rehearsal. Did any one of those bajillion people say, I don't think this is that good. Well, and the thing is, Kat, and we can move on from this in a second, but Stephen Colbert is a funny person. He is capable of of being extremely funny. You've seen these guys. They don't end up on these shows by accident. They have good sense of humors. They're creative, all this stuff. But ultimately, it seems like they've all just been handed the same songbook and the same memo. And it's like you can't really do edgy, interesting comedy anymore. It has to be this boring lecture session every night and some of them are worse than others on this front where it's just a drag Mm -hmm. and they are repressing actual comedy to sort of check certain ideological and tribal boxes and the shows are suffering for it and you guys are obviously filling the gap i want to ask you on this similar front but shifting to stand-up comedy Mm -hmm. and the world of comedy you did some stand-up in nashville right as part of the show yeah well Yes, I did. What happened was it was Thursday night after the show. I'm like, oh, we don't have a comedian for tomorrow. And then Joe Mackey pointed at me and I was like, I have not been on stage since before the pandemic. And then Greg was like, oh, it's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to do it. And I was like, okay, yes. Like, you know me now I have to. So I did. Yes, I did. (laughs) Um, But uh, I mean, stand up comedy. I love stand up comedy. I used to do it very often. I did it on and off for 10 years. Used to do it every night for a while in my mid 20s. Uh, but I, as I got this job, I, you know, started doing it less and then I quit for a little bit and then I got back into it and then I quit in the pandemic. And then because I'm absolutely completely psycho, I decided to get back on stage for the first time in a year and a half on television. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in front of millions of people, yeah. in addition to the what dozens or hundreds who were in the yeah. theater. Oh yeah. It was really, how'd nervous. that go? It went I saw well. a few of the clips. I thought it, it was funny. Yeah, it went well. Um, but I was terrified. Um, but it went well. I, you know, I I just, I'm somebody who I I worked it out mathematically. I said, either I'll be depressed. So if I do it, it might go bad. It might, if it goes well, I'll be really happy. If it even goes okay, I'll be happy. If it goes horribly, I'll be depressed. But if I don't do it, I'll be depressed about not doing it. So mathematically, the only option that Mm -hmm. gives me some chance of anything, you know, mental, anything other than mental anguish is that I have to do it. So do a little (laughs) math there. Yeah, that's that's really good. That's healthy. Thank you. Uh, what you just said there, I'm feeling good <laughs> Most about. Most things I say Feeling are. good about you. <laughs> uh, have you seen this uh, Chappelle special? I watched it last night. We talked about it a bit last hour. You got the usual suspects real mad about it. And the whole point to me of specials like this and guys like that and comedy in general is to push buttons, say things that push boundaries, get edgy. And if you laugh, if it's funny, that's... The cure, right? Like, that's, you're fine. If your job is comedy and you make people laugh, you're allowed to cross boundaries that people, for example, like I cannot. But you've got these woke scolds, I call them the uptight citizens brigade, who've now been doing this for years, waging war on comedy and trying to apply standards to comedians that they would also apply to, like, politicians. It's pathetic. And and 
the thing that only thing I agree with everything you said except for the part we said if it's funny because the thing about stand up unfortunately which is why it's so terrifying and a horrible thing to do to yourself is there's really no way to know if it works until unless you try it and sometimes right. you try it a million times and it works and then in some room it won't you have to you know you have to have the freedom to swing and miss you know it, it, you're yeah, gonna miss sometimes and um, it's this is also not just your theory that you know he's you know trying to push the envelope. I when when his last special when everyone went after that special I wrote a piece for National Review uh, which is like one of two magazine pieces I wrote while I was there about about all of this and about how people liked it and even though the critics hated it but saying that he is trying to push the envelope it's not a theory he straight up said I am doing these jokes because people are getting canceled over these jokes and I'm going to keep doing this stuff because I don't think because I can't get canceled like he has enough money where it's like he'll be fine no matter what happens I mean he's like one right. of the greats uh, and he's rich and like he's not really cancelable but it's it, it I hate when people make the conversation is it funny or not do I agree or do I disagree it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because that, that that's what comedy you know is about is not being afraid and when it does hit and it can be something so powerful when it's about some of the toughest or most complicated things because those are the things where we need laughter the most and we can't make people too afraid to try but that's what they're exactly yes. attempting to do yes um and he in this special as i was saying i mean it's just like a, an hour-long middle finger to yep. those people yep and then he um, said straight up couched, that's what i'm doing <laughs> yep couched i think very cleverly but that's what he did. And I mean, he didn't just sort of attempt a glancing blow on some of this nope. stuff. He's like, I'm going to plant my feet on these issues for 30 minutes in a row. Yeah. And I'm going to have my say and you're going to cringe and you're going to laugh. And that's going to be OK, because this is what I do. And I've already walked away from like 50 million dollars before in my life. So right. you're not going to cancel me. Yeah. And he, uh, which yeah. is which is true. All right. Cat, we're up on a break. Let's take it real quick. When we come back, a revelation about a famous singer, a pretty famous singer, plus a new study about marriage. We will get Cat Timp's take as soon as we return to the happy hour on The Guy Benson Show. Happy hour on The Guy Benson Show. Cat Timp, our friend, is here with us for Fridays with Cat. Quickly here, a few topics that I want to get to before we have to let you go, and they involve... Uh, married life, yeah. and now you're an expert on married life yes, because you've I'm been married old, now for about for months. five months. Yeah, yeah. And so, have you seen this story about Megan Trainer, the singer, and the toilets and, next to each other? Yeah. So she and her husband, I guess, have side by side couples toilets, and this was revealed. Now she's under criticism. She's defending it. I'm sure there's an all about that bass joke to be made somewhere in there. <laughs> I thought of her song, Dear Future Husband. I wonder if he knew this is what he was getting into. Yeah, there's no toilet Side by song. side. Yeah. Toilet. She didn't mention it explicitly, but perhaps uh, that came to his attention at some point. This is something that I'm into or I want to do. Um, yay or nay on the couple's toilets? Um, it's a hard nay uh, for me. Yeah. I also... Ugh. Okay, like if they want to do that, that's fine. Like I'm not here to kink shame, um, but like <laughs> they had to know. Like they also didn't have to tell everybody. <laughs> like you have to realize that this is not something like that people are gonna say. Oh yes, of course, me as well. Like yeah. no, oh yeah, it's a the weird old thing. side by side toilets. We love that. Oh, right, they came out with this. Like, what did you <laughs> expect other than exactly what happened? Yeah. Well, I mean, we are talking about Megan Trainer, which might be go. kind of a, a net win for her there. 
right? Yeah. I think it's it's been a couple of years, perhaps, since her latest hit. Perhaps she can parlay this into a new hit. Yes, except it would not be relatable because it's not a thing. <laughs> but I, I, look, again, I, I am somebody who very much, you know, decides to not let my life be guided or hindered, as I would say, by social norms, okay? I think they hold us back. The one where you poop alone, I'm, I like that one. I'm looking up, there's a country music song that's relatively popular. Is it called The it One Where be, You Poop Alone? Nope, nope. It's Keith Urban, and I think the, the chorus is something about the only things you need in life are John Cougar, John Deere, and John 316. Okay. And I heard it just the other day. I think it's a couple of years old at this point. But Megan Trainer could sing, but just about the John. <laughs> she could. I mean, like, there's. I mean, I forgot about her until this. Um, but now it's like I. I don't remember anything else she ever did except for like she's like we right. only poop next to each other once. <laughs> it's like okay. No, don't. No, once you've admitted this, you've got to own it. You can't yeah. be like, oh, I smoked, but I didn't inhale. You have, yeah, oh, we exactly. only did it once. No, 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 no. If you have thrones next to each other, we are not going to believe that it's only happened once. Right. You, what is you the did point? this installation. This was something you installed right. this was in deliberate. your home. Right. This, this was, was something this was you had to get effort. specially done by a contractor. Right. Nobody this took gets a almost as much effort. involved in anything if you want to just try it. This took almost as much effort as those syringes on Colbert. Yep. Uh, finally, one in four adults, according to a new survey, say they would choose to share a bed with their dog or pet over their spouse or partner, you are a hard nay on the toilets. I feel like you might be more open to this one. Definitely would rather sleep next to my cat, Jeans, than my husband. Um, just because, like, you know, he's been with me longer. He's been sleeping under my chin every single... The cat. Ev- yes, every single night for, you know, 11 years. And where was Cam during that time? He yeah, was with sorry, other Cam. girls. So oh, he was like <laughs> before he the knew country. I existed, he was with other girls. And the cat yeah, he was, was with me. Where was he? He yeah. was in Afghanistan. He was that's in all. Afghanistan serving yeah. our country. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Cam. You're out. Sheens, you're in. Cat Timp, our friend, Fox News contributor, co-host of Gutfeld. You can catch her podcast, Tyrus and Timp as well, foxnewspodcast.com. All right, Cat, we'll talk to you soon. Always enjoy it. Have a great weekend. You too, my friend. And the happy hour continues after this. That was this week's edition of the Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.